Welcome to Autism Knows No Borders. Discover what's possible when people impacted by autism inspire change and build community. Together with the Global Autism Project, here's your host, Rachel Harmon. Hello, everyone. These next two episodes will highlight our Global Autism Project partner site, ASHA, from Bangalore, India. ASHA means hope in their local language, and it also stands for Academy for Severe Handicaps and Autism. The Global Autism Project has been partners with ASHA since 2018. For almost 20 years, the Global Autism Project has been providing sustainable clinical, administrative, and leadership training to autism centers around the world seeking guidance. Our Skill Corps Volunteer Program has been an opportunity for self-advocates and professionals to travel to our international partner sites and collaborate with their local teachers and therapists. If you follow our work closely, you may already know that last October, we sent eight teams back in the field for the first time since the start of the pandemic. We were thrilled to see our partners all over the world again. I led our Skill Corps trip to ASHA and documented some moments throughout the trip. In today's episode, you'll hear from a few of ASHA's staff, and next week, you'll hear from our Skill Corps volunteers. As the Global Autism Project continues to evolve and innovate, so does our Skill Corps program. We've co-created something new and exciting with our community, and we'll be making some big changes to TRIPS this year. If you'd like to be the first to know what Skill Corps will look like in 2023, Make sure to join our waitlist at skillcore.globalautismproject.org. You can find the link in our show notes. In today's episode, you'll hear excerpts from conversations about services provided at ASHA, collaboration among local staff, and teaching Indian culture through art, music, and dance. In this episode, discover what's possible when every child becomes your own. We appreciate your time. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support our mission, please take just a few seconds to share it with one person who you think will find value in it too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Autism Podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Global Autism Project, and join our online community on Mighty Networks at community.globalautismproject.org. And now I present you our Global Autism Partners at ASHA. This is our Global Autism Project partner and founder of ASHA, Jayshree Ramesh. Jayshree Ramesh, I am the director of ASHA, which is Academy for Severe Handicaps and Autism. And right now we are speaking to you from here. Yeah, we're so excited. Our team has been here for the last two weeks and today is our last day. We have to go. We're so sad. Everyone just wishes we could stay another, another week. Um, so, Jayshree, our original interview was recorded in July of 2021. So I just wanted to um, check back in on how your perspectives on the work you're doing at ASHA have changed since our last interview. I think the pandemic gave us uh, quite a bit to think about and also gave us an insight that we can probably reach out to more people through the online platforms in terms of uh, you know spreading the message or talking about autism at the basic level bringing out issues that families and 
you know, other school teachers and parents have. And also, I think it helped us link up, up with a few other organizations uh, in not in Bangalore, but just outside of Bangalore, where there are not many services. And so, I think that's a good good connect that happened. The downside of what we are seeing after the students have returned, the children have come back, is I think. Uh, many of the families are still struggling to settle back and i think the health issues are a major concern either it is for the parent themselves or for the children or if there are other elderly people at home i think the day to day life is still yet we have not come back you know in full form and we hope um, you know in the next quarter or end of the year we should and we've been talking to uh, physicians and other medical fraternity to figure out uh, what's actually going on and basically we hear that one is of course uh, the two years gap that children had and no exposure uh, you know to other things so their immunity levels are also a little low so they are getting more sick once they are out uh, in the school environment and um, the, the fear of covid is also kind of uh, not so much now but earlier it was there preventing people from getting together so not much had happened but i i think it's a phase and we're transitioning and hopefully you know when the weather is a little better the sun is up things will will go but i think we've learned a few good lessons and we may change a little bit you know of the work that we are doing yeah i think we're all hopeful right now uh just across the world that you know the cases are going down and so hopefully people can get back to some kind of normal routine we know that this has been really challenging yeah. for yeah. people especially families with autism sure. yeah i know but but the good thing is see that you are able to travel the skill core is able to travel and we you know been able to also travel so there's hope and mm-hmm. you know there's excitement that things can come back again yeah. yeah and we learned this this trip that asha means hope yes so. yes yes <laughs> okay jeevi mm-hmm. tell us about your current projects this year you know apart from the regular work that we have been doing there were some other you know few things that we had tried before the pandemic and really not taken it forward one is we are trying to see how ai artificial intelligence machine learning uh, use of uh, you know social robotics will help um, so there's a premier science institute in bangalore and they are very keen to bring in the knowledge and uh, we have just started the work so that is one area that we want to focus on being in bangalore being exposed to technology I don't see any reason why autism should, you know, be stay behind in all of this. So when mm. when people are willing to help, I we don't know the answers to a whole lot, but uh, we have the medical fraternity plus the technology uh, specialists and us together working on that. So we're very excited to see whether even if there will be a, a small, uh, you know, change. And this is more also one is expose the children so the children get. you know interested in learning but also whether it can create a support for the teacher to mm. make sure that you know their stress levels are down but they have a 
you know a way or device or a support to help take their work forward mm. so we are working on that and i can put out some more information maybe in a couple of weeks okay great the other thing that uh, we are trying to do is uh, a few of our students we are trying to get them to meet children from the mainstream school regularly to help them develop their social skills and better adjust in a larger group with the hope that many of them may also then be able to go to a mainstream school uh, if not this term but maybe in a year's time and uh, we found another school that works for children from the underprivileged backgrounds and they have agreed to be our partners and they come regularly so we run this program on every saturday uh, where children get to do something fun it's not so much designed specifically you know in terms of the structure and thing for autism it's a little more open ended to see how our kids will fit uh, but you know there is support from the teachers to manage them and uh, we have a whole lot of activities planned and it will run for about 6 months and is being it's a funded program um, so we are very excited yeah. to bring that energy into it and families are very grateful because their children get another 3 hours on saturdays <laughs> which was not there earlier and they see you know a lot of benefit and uh, originally we had planned that we'd also have children with hearing impairment okay you know uh, in the um, group the selection hadn't happened but now we are very lucky we've got five kids and so the next couple of months we'll also have that group with us so i'm very excited because i have not worked with that group and i'm very excited to see how that will go and, right. and there's a lot of learning that can happen with children with hearing impairment and autism because all, both of them have a lot of communication challenges mm. so some of the things we may have to structure our activities more and bring in more visual communication and methods even to help those kids so it's very exciting yeah we yeah. were lucky mm. enough to be able to attend one of the yeah. social skills groups yeah. last saturday yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so cool to see all of the kids engaged another thing that we were mm-hmm. impressed by is how you tie culture into yes. everything that mm-hmm. you're doing here at Asha also i want to point out that Your daughter was leading the yes, social skills yeah, group, yeah, and yeah. I didn't know it was your daughter at first. So I walked <laughs> yeah, in, and I'm like, "Oh, this uh-huh. this woman is like really she has like a presence, you know? She knows how to engage the students. She yeah, yeah. is so fun, and it just made all the sense at the end when you yeah, said, 'This is yeah, my daughter.' I'm yeah, like, 'Oh, yeah. yes, of course, this is your daughter.' <laughs> so she is my first child, and Asha is my second. So they've kind of grown up together. Uh-huh. So she knows Asha from the very beginning. Yeah." which has been yeah associated one way or the other mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm so glad that they're doing it because we need the expertise of young people and uh, to come in otherwise it's just our teachers doing everything it becomes very difficult so you need more hands mm-hmm. more ideas so. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it was also um the day of the diwali celebration mm-hmm. for all of the yeah, staff yeah. and the parents and we were able to participate in that too. Yeah. So painting the diyas, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We should take him home. Yeah. And it was also cool for the team, our school core team to see throughout the week all of the different group activities that you guys yes. were doing here. Mm-hmm. So art and music and dance and you're teaching the culture in more of these non-conventional ways. when it's also showing us how important yes. culture is yes. to you 
Do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, basically, see, India stems from there. It's a culture-rich society. And um, all of these cultural activities help bring people together. They bind people together. And unfortunately, what is happening in this age of globalization and family structure breaking down and more urbanization, uh, families are smaller. So they are not getting together as often as we did when we were growing up. Mm. And uh, one way, especially for our children, is if we don't expose them to different spaces, different activities, and you know, different means. How can we expect them to manage as they get older? Mm. And since it's so much in us already, you know, visiting a temple, uh, and we have so many festivals, yeah. you know, especially starting from about August, till October, you know, there's so many things. And each one, of course, the broader perspective is, of course, you're, you're seeking blessings of the universe to do whatever you're doing. That is the way. But all of them bring in so much color, so much food, music, you know, dance. So I feel, you know, otherwise we get so much into just understanding autism and getting, you know, down and saying, how are we going to manage the children's behavior? And, there's no life. Mm. So we are telling parents, get together. Yeah. You know, have fun. When you have fun, there is more energy and your children can feel it. They can see it and you feel that you're not alone yeah. in any of this. There's always somebody to support you. So we encourage participation of parents everywhere. You know, the Diwali was one. Uh, we did it even before Diwali. There was another one where parents were involved. And now we will do one for Christmas too. Mm. So, you know, with the kids... But at the back of everything, you know, the teacher would have done some lessons on what to expect and what it is about. And children do artwork, you know, based on that event. And so there is learning, you know, happening. And they see this in the environment. Mm -hmm. Like Diwali in every household, you will see them lighting lamps and making the sweets and stuff. So the children can, you know, understand what is going on. So this is like a training ground. Yeah. Yeah. And less stress for the families because they all come together and have some fun. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. But we do we do plan these and uh, minimum of three or four such events happen every year. Mm -hmm. That's great. Especially coming from the U.S. where we don't have so much history. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like the bigger holidays, you know, 4th of July or something yeah. like that. Maybe some Christmas, some people who celebrate Christmas, but we don't have this shared kind of camaraderie, like a brotherhood in a yeah. way of that, mm -hmm. that culture. Uh, and maybe it's going to change into something else, whatever that means for the U.S. But here, coming to India, it's just been such a treat, you know, to keep be here, especially at this time of the year. So thank you for letting yeah. us celebrate yeah, with you. All, it's great to have visitors because it ups our energy too. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to do something different. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Jayshree, yeah. so... What are your goals for the future? Like everywhere else, I think disability um, issues, special education um, still doesn't get a lot of attention. India is changing in a way because we have some new laws coming in, which is talking of a total different education policy for all children coming into the school. and. Um, 
they are also looking at making inclusive education a possibility. So there is some push from the law and the policy side. So there's a language has started to change. But it's a long way to go because, you know, on the ground you need people who are aware, people who know what to expect when you have a child with a learning problem in the class. One area I think we would really like to work on is one, create a lot of awareness uh, with very specific targeted groups. Like if we say all teachers who are in mainstream schools who work for children especially it's up to the age of 10 must know about disabilities. So then how do you make that possible? So mm. it's it's okay for us to go and do a one-off event in, in a particular school but that's not going to give us the result. It has to become a, a regular you know, campaign kind of a mode which we continuously we have to engage and there I think we'll have to also work with the government. It may not be possible for mm. us to do on our own. So government is also uh, doing a lot of training. They've been invited to talk about autism in those trainings when they talk, uh, do it for the officials and stuff. So, but we also need to make that a standard practice so that every teacher is coming out till the teacher training programs itself change. We have a lot of work to do in terms of, one is orienting and creating awareness. There is a serious lack of trained personnel. And Bangalore is fortunate. Cities like Bangalore, you know, the metros, the urban areas, many of them have schools and have people. But if you just go even 100 kilometers away from Bangalore, you will find that you will not even find one trained teacher for autism. Mm -hmm. So we are in uh, a dire need to get out there and help people understand talk to parents and get parents in you know schools to work together mm-hmm. um, so that i think is going to be the focus of us for us in the next maybe a decade i don't know it's a long yeah. haul because we have to now that's why i said pandemic has taught us wait now we know sitting in bangalore i can still reach out to teachers in different cities yeah uh, i don't always have to go and visit but if i just make a visit once a year and i've established the connect i can yeah. continue to provide that and if my staff at least a few of them you know 10 or 15 of them go through a certified master trainer program to say yes now you're ready and you know you can go and talk to the other schools and other teachers and help them out my staff are ready Mm. and they speak the local language. They know their subject matter pretty much. Uh, it's just that we have to now create the opportunities for them to go and work. Yeah. So I see what Molly is doing at the international level. Uh, this can become the same model for, at the local level. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see even... So India and we are in Karnataka state and Karnataka state uses Kannada as the language, the local language. So even for our state, which has some 30-odd districts, if we are able to reach out and train people in these districts, I think job is done. Yeah, so yeah. That's what we want to do. So mm-hmm. next, I think I want to really focus on that. Yeah. And, and have some foot soldiers mm-hmm. who are ready mm-hmm. and send them out to with, yeah. them, with this information. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah, it's doable. Absolutely yeah. doable. It just needs dedicated time. Right. 
and somebody who will vet the content and say this is what you know should be given and just put a few of our teachers through some rigorous mm-hmm. month long training and yeah. yeah yeah well you know you you created something so important here for your community already and i know has it been almost 20 years now yeah Asha? 27 so, 27 years wow oh my gosh it's amazing yeah, you yeah. kind of mobilized some parents to come together to support it it really is like you know that saying it takes a village and how yeah, people yeah. take care of each other's kids that's what's happening here it's so beautiful to see i was actually sharing with the team last night about how i really admire your leadership style because i can see it now i mean i met you before once at global summit and i think we even talked about your leadership style in our po- last podcast interview mm-hmm. but now i see it and i see how the staff interact with you and that you lead not from a place of like dominance and power but it's it's like guidance and support to just empower other people yeah. and there's many staff here who have been with you since the beginning yeah, or since the early yeah, days yeah many many of them and yeah. it's because they follow what you believe in because they believe in it too so these yeah. goals that you have for the future that's why i say they're doable because you are the one that's actually leading the movement yeah i mean it's um you know, to be honest it's so much fun when you're part of the group and you're not kind of leading from the outside mm-hmm. because you you stand to gain so much mm-hmm. um even if i take a you know take a good break which i did recently i know things will work out and i'm not not worried because i know they know what to do yeah so we've had a lot of hands on experiences mm-hmm. in working together and uh, the idea is that they see value in helping a family so that is most important yeah. so when they have internalized that then i think there are some amazing stories you know they the teachers have gone into the homes to take care of the kids when parents needed help because somebody was in the hospital or on happier occasions when there was a wedding or something and they couldn't leave this kid you know yeah. and even today for families who have moved on they are in touch with our staff and they will call and say you know i need help can you come yeah and the minute that happens they will you know the teacher will check with me and I said I'm, these are kids who have gone out of our program it's, you know it's where they're still like family so yeah so it just yesterday also it happened yeah somebody you know that she's now an adult but the mom needed help and they called one teacher from here so the parents also believe the you know staff here yeah. nasha this they say they know they know this stuff and they know they mean well right so that i think is the biggest you know benefit for us mm. because it's 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 not about money because there's not a lot of money if you even check with them they yeah. are paid so poorly yeah you know it's difficult for them to even run their homes many times mm-hmm. so but uh, the system is such that you know we can't promise uh, you know something very big and then if you don't deliver it becomes a problem right right so but we want them to be consistent and we want to provide that kind of support yeah i think the parent movement if it gets a little bit stronger then i think you will just see a boom yeah yeah because parents are now realizing that they have the capacity they they are professionals in many fields but they are not investing that knowledge or that way of work 
for their kids. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm now trying to tell the mm-hmm. parents: is that you know how to manage finances. You you can be a, a good PR person. Uh, you are very talented. You know you're you're an entrepreneur in your thing. Said so use some of that to see what can be there for your future, mm-hmm. for your kids. So trying to get them to start an economic activity together, mm-hmm. so that will benefit you know themselves and their children. Yeah. So that's another angle we're working on now. Great. Okay, Jayshree. Last question. You know you were talking about reaching out to different centers, kind of outside of Bangalore. What advice would you give to some of those? Those leaders who are starting out yeah. their businesses and their centers, what would yeah. you say to them? Yeah, I know uh, they do come and uh, check with me and ask for my guidance. Two or three things that we say are non-negotiables is one: you have to go by the law. So first is get your office right, your administration right, whatever registrations and other things, whatever filings you have to do with the government, because we don't want to land into trouble anywhere. So get that right first, and then second is that your biggest support and the biggest benefit would be to invest in your staff. You have to have trained people because once you have a trained team, half your battle is won. Because then the parents will come because they know that this is a place that you will get some help. You may not be able to deliver hundred percent, but they know that you are going to be trying and you are going to do everything you know to help their kids. So invest in your teachers. Let them learn continuously. You have to upgrade their skills. Third is work with your community, because you can't survive alone. Mm-hmm. So whether it's another social organization or it is a local government department or it's a regular school that is there within your vicinity, empower your parents also to go and speak. Mm-hmm. But you also make the connect happen so that they are there to help you, and then partnerships can develop. Otherwise, see, we are still a small percentage compared to the huge population, right? Especially for India. Mm-hmm. So we can't just say we'll only work for autism and not do other things. It is still going to be so small. They may say, "Oh, uh, you know, you're doing great work. You're taking care of kids with disability," but nothing will translate into an action if we are not partnering with them. Mm-hmm. So you have to work with the things. So. Yeah. Then, then it's more fun. Mm-hmm. New ideas, new ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collaboration is yes, key. Yes, collaboration is absolutely the key. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jayshree. This has been lovely to catch up with you again. Yeah. And special message to Molly. Please yeah. have a regional office yeah. <laughs> of Gap here in Bangalore. <laughs> a huge thank you to Jayshree and the staff at Asha for extending the warmest hospitality to us. Here's a clip from the social skills group that Jayshree mentioned. There are over 60 students at ASHA, aging from about 2 to 17 years old. Their 30 teachers and specialized therapists are all dedicated to providing them with the best education and services possible. Here's Kavita, a special educator at ASHA. I'm Kavita. I'm working since 2007 in ASHA. Maybe this is my 16th year. Wow. Okay, I'm a special educator here. I have two sons. My elder son is doing engineering. And my second son is doing BCA, uh, fourth sem. Okay. Mm, that's yeah, it. Great. So why did you start working with autistic children? First of all, I don't know about autism. I was sitting at home after my sons go to school, so I left alone. So I thought, let me go and see, check here. So once I came here, I got a government job, but I didn't go there. 
because the attachment towards the kids has that much impact on me so i couldn't take up government job mm. so i'm continuing here only okay i have more attachment with the kids than my own sons <laughs> okay <laughs> what is it about autistic children that you like uh, they are very caring actually they are very caring than my own son, children mm. okay so at the Global Autism Project, something that we like to talk about is your passion station. Okay. And this is a moment, could be a child or a family, something that happened that reminds you why you love the work that you do. And sometimes when we're feeling kind of overwhelmed or like burnt out from work, it's good to remember your passion station because you refuel your passion. Good. It's like a reminder of why you're doing this, why you're in the field. So, Kavita, what is your passion station? Do you have a special memory that you'd like to share? Six years back, we had a, ch- a child like Atmik. He's very caring, actually. He was very close to me. <clears throat> if I cough, he will come to me, he will comfort me. Okay, okay, it's okay. So he will get water for me. Aww. He made me drink water and he soothes me like a mother. So that much uh, caring he did. And before him, one more child was there. He's also the same thing. At home, if I, I cough, my own children won't bring water. <laughs> but these kids, they will get water. They will rub back. It's like a mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't know about emotions. But during that time, they make us feel like very emotional. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I relate to them. Yeah. Yes. So that's a special moment for you. Yes, yes. Okay. When he gave water me, that time is a special moment. Yeah, great. What is your experience working at Asha and with the different staff here? With the friend, the staff. Staff. Ah, uh, we have a good teamwork. All are very friendly. So we help each other. So it's like a family, extended family. Mm. Asha teachers are extended family. Mm-hmm. Management is very good, very helping, very caring. Yeah. So it's like a family. Mm. It's not like a staff or a work, friendship. It's like a family, like own brothers and sisters. We are like that. Okay. What advice would you give to other teachers? We should have patience. First and foremost thing, we should have patience. And we should do consistently what we are doing. And we shouldn't stop in the middle. When the child doesn't do, it's okay. Tomorrow it doesn't do, next day he will do it. So we should, we should consistently, we have to go on a right path. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Okay. Thank you so much, Kavita. While many teachers have been involved with Asha for years, being that some are also parents of students at the school, a few teachers are still in the early years of their careers. Here's Prajwala, a teacher's assistant at ASHA. I'm Prajwala. I completed my bachelor's in triple major psychology, economics and sociology in this June. After that, I did one month internship at a special school called ASHA, Academy for Severe Handicaps and Autism. After doing the internship, I felt it interesting and applied for job and I'm working over here from past one and a half months. One and a half months. Great. Okay. Yes. So why are you passionate about working with autistic children? I feel it is very rewarding and it is a space where you will have a lot of human interaction. I prefer a job which has human interaction rather than uh, conversing with uh, 
computer. So I uh, work on the cognition related activities for the kids whom I work with now. And uh, it's been one month that I'm working on them with respect to the short term goals. When the teacher had come for reviewing them, they did so well and I felt very happy. That also inspires me. When they do everything well, that's uh, rewarding to me, right? Mm -hmm. So I felt happy at that time. Yeah, great. So this is one of the things that you do in the classroom or one of your jobs? Yeah. Okay. So that inspires me to work here. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really rewarding when you can see the progress that the kids are making. From the beginning, I like spending time with kids and uh, this is a place where I can work on them, right? And if I'm part of their... uh, Uh, betterment then I'll really feel happy about it Mm. that makes me motivated to be in this field great Mm. did you know about autism much before coming here during my uh, college my elective subject was educational psychology so in that it was a part of learning disability okay autism comes under learning disabilities yeah what have you learned about autism that you didn't learn from school after working here many things Uh, That was just a basic thing which I learned when I was in my college. You can become really good friends with them. I didn't know that before. And you can, if you work on them sincerely and build a rapport, then uh, you can develop their skills. It's not that difficult. After you know their, uh, the strategies through which you can approach them, it becomes a little easier. Hmm. I didn't know that before. Great. And what do your friends and family think about your job? Uh, They feel that uh, I'm doing a job which is less qualified for my degree. Yeah, so they're not that satisfied. But few people, they appreciate me and they feel proud about me. This is still the beginning, right? And I'm still learning the work. I uh, look forward to doing some course which is related to this field so that I can use all of my potential to invest here. Mm. What are your future goals? As of now, it's, uh, I have still not decided about it. I'm thinking to do a course which is uh, in this field only. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're still trying to figure it out? Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, still uh, trying to know the work better over here by working with them. Got it. And what advice would you give to other people who are considering working with autistic children? They'll have to have a lot of patience obviously, and uh, they should uh, be passionate about it or else they'll get bored after some time. They may get frustrated. You need to portray that uh, you are blank. If you are really filled up in your brain, then you can't work properly with these kids. And they are good with uh, reading your expressions, face reading, all of that. So you need to be an actor also. That is what I feel Mm -hmm. because I'm a very expressive person. I'm still feeling it difficult. When I'm confused about uh, behaving in a certain way with the kid, I need to keep my expressions. I should be aware of what I am expressing, right? Yeah, so you need to be a good actor also. That's what I feel. (laughs) Asha provides specialized therapies for their students, including music therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy, to name a few. It was so inspiring to see all of their students engaged and having fun while learning. Here's a clip from a music therapy session.
Here's Shubhra, a speech and language pathologist at ASHA. I'm Shubhra. Uh, I work here in uh, ASHA school. I've been working here as a speech therapist for past three years. Earlier to this, I have worked in other clinics as well as in other special schools in Bangalore. And uh, yeah, you want to know more? (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Great. So how did you get into this field and why do you like working with the autistic population? Well, I came into this field was because of my mom. She knew about this field way more than I did when I joined in. And uh, from there, the journey began of learning different speech and language disorders. I had my fair share with academics in both adult language as well as childhood language. And uh, I felt I wanted to make a difference in a child's life in anybody's life across their lifespan. So over, after five years of working in academics, I realized that I wasn't hands-on in contributing into their lives. So I decided to become an independent clinician. And uh, I wanted to make a difference in the lifespan of an individual because I understood that a support of a speech-language pathologist cuts across the lifespan, basically. So... That's why I decided I wanted to be very specifically a special school speech-language pathologist. Mm, yeah, communication is so important, especially for this, these kids who might not have the tools or the means to communicate very freely. Yes, and their communication needs change as and when they grow. And there's a need for constant support for the parents, for the individuals, and the children. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking about that is where I realized, okay, first is I wanted to be a person who contributes across their lifespan. And second is mainly autism was because it was uh, social communication is what actually attracted me to autism. Mm. Uh, You know, the social communicate, the difference between the social communication disorder versus the social communication challenges in autism particularly. But over a period of time, I realized that it is not just about social communication, but entirety communication, Mm -hmm. communication in its entirety. Right. So that sort of was very exciting for me. Mm -hmm. It was very exciting. Could you share a success story related to one of your students here at ASHA? Yeah, here I had met one boy who was, uh, I should say, five years old by the time I met him. And uh, I could uh, see that he was able to communicate in picture exchange and had moved on to become verbal communicator, emerging verbal communicator. And it was exciting to see how we could help him expand language through picture exchange communication system. And I could also see in these three years how he was able to put, translate from picture exchange communication system to verbal communication and expanding language in verbal communication. So now the boy is learning to ask questions, what questions, where questions, when questions. So last question you are a speech therapist contractor here at ASHA, so you collaborate a lot with the teachers here. What advice would you give to other professionals when it comes to collaborating? 
I think I still myself have a lot to learn on collaborating with the teachers but I would definitely say keep talking to the teachers keep talking to the individuals who are constantly working with uh, individuals with autism and children with autism that gives a lot of input about the changes and the development that is already happening in the child apart from what we are trying to support with Yeah. So constantly talking, trying to get information from the people who are involved with the child slash individual day in day out as much as possible actually helps us to modify our services to support them to give better support to the individuals. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And here's Sujatha, a parent working at Asha. I am Sujatha. First time working as a special educator in Asha, and then I, now I am a, a head family service. Yeah. Okay. And you are also a I mother. I am also a parent and as well as a professional. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your son. Yeah, How my son Palgun. He is thirty-two uh, years old. He has autism with cerebral palsy. He likes music very much. especially film songs and carnatic music mm. and he sings many songs in humming way he is a nonverbal child oh yeah what kind of support and services did your family receive when he was growing up my parents were in bangalore and uh, my brothers are doctors we could know uh, we could went to doctors with falgun uh children specialists and uh, the other uh, doctors and all then we could know that he has a special either autism and uh, uh, cerebral palsy i took him to nimhans for uh, physiotherapy at the time he did not walk and all that's why at the time we are we were in ballari his age is 2 to 3 years and we shifted to bangalore when he was 5 years old we consulted jayshri then we joined him to asha we got services like uh, special educator service and uh, speech therapy and boti in asha after 18 years he joined the navprabhuti trust the adult center yeah mm-hmm. that is great so what are your goals for his future we think that uh, falgun has a perfect skill like uh, block printing and uh, we find uh, an alternative to king care of him when we are unable to do it okay so you have a plan for him plan for me searching for that researching yeah if asha will do that he will join here yeah. only he likes asha very much when he comes to asha you know he is not interested to go home oh. he wants to be here only yesterday also he uh, so showed so many things yeah Okay and what do you like about working at Asha? Yeah, I like to enjoy coordination helping parents and teachers. I enjoy the cultural activities to train give training and participating in cultural activities like dance music and drama. Hmm. And I enjoy to translate from English to Kannada. Mhm. Yeah. So when your son was growing up What was it like for you as a parent? Did you have to learn to accept his autism? Yeah. First when I came here, you know, that time uh, I get depression all. Depression was very much at that time. Then I joined the 
కోర్స్ యాజ్ ఎ స్పెషల్ ఎడ్యుకేటర్ కోర్సు నౌ ఐ బికమ్ టు నో గాడ్ గివ్స్ మీ దట్ చైల్డ్ బికాస్ ఐ విల్ టేక్ కేర్ ఆఫ్ హిమ్ వెరీ మచ్ ఐ టుక్ యాజ్ ఎ ఛాలెంజ్ నౌ ఐ ఆమ్ ఫేసింగ్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ వాట్ ఆర్ సమ్ ఆఫ్ హిస్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ హిస్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ హీ లైక్స్ ఎవ్రీబడి హీ లైక్స్ హీ కోఆపరేట్ విత్ అస్ ఎనీవేర్ వీ ఆర్ గోయింగ్ హీ కమ్ కోఆపరేట్ విత్ అస్ అండ్ ఫర్ టీచింగ్ హిమ్ ఆల్సో హీ కోఆపరేటింగ్ ఫర్ లర్నింగ్ థింగ్స్ ఆల్సో వెరీ హెల్పింగ్ దోస్ థింగ్స్ ఐ మీన్ హీ విల్ హెల్ప్ మీ ఆల్సో కీపింగ్ ద వెజల్స్ గిజల్స్ లైక్ దట్ ఇన్ వన్ ప్లేస్ అండ్ సెగ్రిగేట్ ద ఫ్రూట్స్ వెజిటబుల్స్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ సో దోస్ థింగ్స్ ఆర్ ఆల్ హీ ఈస్ హెల్పింగ్ సమ్టైమ్స్ హీ హెల్పింగ్ టు కట్ ద వెజిటబుల్ ఆల్సో దోస్ ఆర్ ఆల్ ఐ లైక్ ఇట్ అండ్ హీ లైక్స్ వాకింగ్ వెరీ మచ్ daily morning and evening he walks very much and night also three times daily three times he walks half an hour half an hour half an hour wow he give company to father also for me also mm mm-hmm. good okay so sujatha what advice would you give to other parents yeah first i i will tell that acceptance is very important accept the child first then explore the abilities different and got trained also for the child and then next one is be positive that is very good and other thing is uh, communication is most important mm. and uh, first find the skills child has and then develop the skills yeah good well i think your role here at asha is so important because you have a son who's now older and so the parents here can see yeah um hope for their children yeah. that if they accept the their child's autism and they like don't give up and keep trying to teach them skills that they need that they yeah. will grow up to be yeah have a good quality of life yeah exactly yeah yeah in nasha i am coordinating for conducting the workshops and uh, guiding the parents also mm-hmm. so you're a source of inspiration uh, yeah and i am giving a push up to parents also for these angles yeah uh, be happy nothing will happen be cool be active and uh, look after the child like this Well, thank you. Thank also, you. thank you so much for taking care of us here and yeah, making okay. sure that we have oh, food. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and also, always giving us something to eat. More rice, more rice. So. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Autism Knows No Borders. Our partners around the world are some of the most passionate and resilient people we know. If you're a professional in the field of autism services or a self-advocate wanting to make a difference, Make sure to join our waitlist at skillcore.globalautismproject.org to collaborate with like-minded change makers. You can find the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Take care. Tune in each week for engaging conversations of how people across the globe are inspiring change and building community. You've been listening to Autism Knows No Borders, brought to you by the Global Autism Project. You can find Rachel's notes for this episode and learn more about today's guests at autismknowsnoborders.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. By doing so, you'll be helping us increase awareness and acceptance of autism around the world.